Today, we discuss another defenseman the Islanders may be interested in acquiring, and he's fairly reasonably priced. Plus, we look at Sebastian Ajo's season, what he accomplished this year, and what, if anything, his future with the Islanders will likely be. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. I hope everybody is doing well, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, and yes, That does include YouTube, so please subscribe there to get every episode delivered to your inbox, and they go live Monday through Friday at midnight. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe something you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Morton, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the offseason. From the draft to free agency, trade rumors, everything going on between now and the start of training camp in September. And we will be with you throughout the offseason right here on Locked on Islanders. Let's get today started talking a little bit about Sebastian Ajo and his season with the Islanders. Now, Ajo... uh, Originally drafted by the Islanders in the fifth round back in 2017. And he played in 36 games with the Islanders this year. Two goals, 12 points, a minus six plus minus, 10 penalty minutes. Averaged a career high, 16 minutes and 27 seconds of ice time per game in the games that he appeared in. And... Here's the thing about Sebastian Ajo. Uh, He's good with the puck, can move it, pretty good passer. Uh, Not the best skater, but adequate, you know, gets the job done. And when you compare him to some of the other defensemen, with the exception of Noah Dobson, he's certainly more creative offensively and, and better offensively than many of them are. Uh, He's 26 years old. And 
just turned 26 in February. So you sort of figure that Sebastian Ajo is in his prime right now, that this is who Sebastian Ajo is. And overall, the the biggest issue I have with Ajo is his lack of consistency in the defensive zone. As far as being an offensive defenseman, he is more than adequate as a third-pair defenseman uh, to play offensively and, and maybe even, you know, get a little. He had two assists on the power play this year in the limited action he saw with the Islanders. Uh, you know, he knows how to move the puck, distribute the puck. The issue, unfortunately, with Ajo is his lack of size and his inconsistency in his own zone. He's officially listed at 5'11", 185 pounds, but I don't even know if he's that big. And regardless, he is often outmuscled and just sort of unable to consistently uh, pick up his man. There are too many in his own zone. There are just too many defensive breakdowns on the part of Sebastian Ajo. And I, I think when you look at his numbers overall, Sebastian Ajo is one of those guys who, at the AHL level, he's an all-star, or at least uh, one of the players who, you know, you can build a winning team around in the AHL. He may be a little too good for the AHL, but his lack of size and lack of consistency on defense make him a liability more often than not in his own zone at the NHL level. And at the age of 26, I don't necessarily expect to see a big jump from Sebastian Ajo next year or the year after where you could say, okay, you know, here's Sebastian Ajo. We can just wait for him to develop. And once he develops uh, into, you know, the player he's going to be, we will be able to plug him into the lineup and everything will be just fine. I, I don't think that's the case. I think what you see is what you get. And in my opinion, right now, when I analyze the season that Sebastian Ajo had, and when I watch the games on tape and, you know, break it all down, Sebastian Ajo is a seventh or eighth defenseman uh, on a good NHL roster. And look, he shoots left, and he has those offensive skills but defensive liabilities. So where do you put him? Uh, to me, you know, if, if you need a right-handed defenseman, you don't put him in. If you need a left-handed shooting defenseman and someone gets injured, you could plug him in on the third pair. But every time he gets the puck in his own zone, I kind of hold my breath. There's a little bit of uh, anticipation of a possible turnover. He's not overly physical. 32 hits in 36 games. He is willing to block shots. Uh he had 42 of those in 36 games. But look, you, you take the numbers, he's probably a five-goal, 25-assist guy over 82 games if you prorate his statistics from this year. Those are not terrible numbers. 
But the problem is, in his own zone, he is a problem. And when you're a team like the Islanders, who doesn't score a lot of goals, you can't afford to have a, a, a defenseman giving up opportunities, uh, turnovers in his own zone that can really hurt the team. So to me, I wouldn't be surprised if Sebastian Ajo is playing somewhere else next year or if he is down in Bridgeport next year. Uh, all of those are real possibilities, but I, I just don't see him being somebody who is able to be a regular in this lineup on a regular basis. So it, it's, it's a question of what he can contribute. And to me, the answer is he is uh, he is a liability defensively, and he's not going to be a regular on this team. He's an insurance policy at this point unless he takes a drastic step forward. We've got more to discuss on today's show. When we get back, uh, we will have a discussion about a player the Islanders have been interested in acquiring, according to a lot of trade rumors, a defenseman who could fit into the lineup and not cost him too much. We'll talk about that and where he fits in. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, and we've been asking and Built Delivered Built Granola Bars are now here. Built Granola Bars come in three Unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, my favorite, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Want to try all three flavors? You can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. These are so different from the bars and the puffs. Built granola bars are loaded with granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like bars and puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. With 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar, Built Granola Bars will change your world. Built has cracked the code to better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch and take on the road or eat as a snack. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So if you've been waiting for a healthy, delicious granola bar to hit the market, this is your time. Head to Built.com right now and get the Built Granola Bars, three delicious flavors to try, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Don't miss out. you got to get yours today. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available on all platforms. All right, so we will continue our discussion of players 
who the Islanders have been rumored to be interested in. And today we move on to defenseman Vince Dunn. Dunn uh, played for the Seattle Kraken in their first year, originally drafted by the St. Louis Blues in the second round back in 2015. And for the Kraken, and it certainly wasn't easy uh, to play for an expansion team, uh, he had seven goals and 35 points in 73 games, add 63 penalty minutes. That was a career high. Uh, nine of his assists and two of his goals came on the power play. So he can definitely help you there. Average height, average size, six foot, 203 pounds. And the he is 25 years old. He'll turn 26 two days before Halloween. So... He is, right now, uh, not very old, efficient, and available. And, you know, look, you want a puck-moving defenseman, you got him. He's not going to cost as much as Jacob Chikrin, who we discussed yesterday. And, you know, he definitely would be a candidate to replace... Nick Letty in that he moves the puck well. He He's capable of 40 points a year. And when you consider his salary is only $4 million a year, that's not going to break the bank. You probably would cost less to acquire him than it would cost to acquire Chikrin. And I think he could fit into the Islander system without hurting the team all that much defensively. Now, is Seattle looking to deal him? Maybe, maybe not. The caveat with that is that Seattle is probably looking for younger players and prospects and draft picks because they are an expansion team looking to rebuild. And right now... I don't know if the Islanders would want to part with some of their young, talented prospects because, you know, it it is a difficult thing for them to imagine getting older. Now, again, Dunn, not an older player right now. In his 20s, mid-20s, in his prime. But whether or not the Islanders would be able to acquire him It depends on whether a deal can be worked out with Seattle. And hopefully, uh, you know, this is sort of a low-price, low-profile alternative to Chikrin. But whether the Islanders would acquire him or not, I think he'd be a good fit. So this is a, a tough situation. And the Islanders have to sort of see whether or not they can work out a reasonable deal with the Seattle Kraken in order to acquire a guy like Vince Dunn. So Dunn, you know, over the course of his career, five years, 340 games, 39 goals, 137 points. He is a plus one over the course of his career. He only had two minus seasons out of the Five he's had in the league, and those were the last two, one with St. Louis. And then obviously, look, tough to be a plus player 
on an expansion team like the Seattle Kraken. Um, but if you're looking for the guy who can move the puck, who can create offense and skate and pass and do the little things that the, the team misses from Nick Letty's time with the Islanders, that they didn't replace that skill set with, you know, when they signed Zdeno Chara instead of signing, you know, uh, a replacement skill set-wise for Nick Letty, Vince Dunn would be an interesting alternative under the circumstances. So I, I think this is a possibility. It's low cost, low risk. Uh, and I, I think it would make a lot of sense on a number of levels. So it'll be interesting to see what Lou Lamorello does and how he approaches that situation. There are other alternatives out there. And remember, throughout this uh, offseason, we're going to continue to discuss different players who the Islanders have been rumored to be interested in. Uh, and and maybe we'll see whether or not, you know, deals can be made and, and what would make sense. But to me, when you analyze it, Vince Dunn would make a lot of sense for the New York Islanders on a lot of levels. Is it the sexiest possible trade this team can make? No. Would it make brash headlines across the league? Probably not. But is this the kind of player who, when you have him on your roster, he can upgrade your team without a lot of hoopla? Yeah, I think he is. And for that reason alone, I think it's worthwhile looking into the acquisition of Vince Dunn because it wouldn't cost you as much to acquire him as it would Jacob Chikrin. We have got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we come back, our Islanders birthday of the day, a player who was with the Islanders briefly uh, four years ago and uh, is still active in the NHL or more specifically the AHL. Let's see if you can guess who that is. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And we're a day early on this one, but Friday will be the 31st birthday for former Islanders winger Chris Wagner. Wagner, originally drafted by the Anaheim Ducks in the fifth round in 2010, spent two years at Colgate University before turning pro and made his NHL debut with the Ducks in 2014-2015, later played for the Avalanche, had a second tour of duty with the Ducks, and then closed out the 2017-2018 season with the Islanders, playing in 15 games and scoring one goal, had two penalty minutes, and was a minus three. Since then, the Walpole, Massachusetts native went back to his hometown team, the Boston Bruins, played with them 
through the 2020-2021 season, played one game for Boston this year, and spent the rest of the season down in Providence in the Bruins' AHL affiliate. In 359 games so far in his NHL career, Wagner has 37 goals, 63 points, and 195 penalty minutes. Add 59 NHL playoff games, most of them with either uh, Boston or Anaheim, none with the Isles. Uh, Seven goals and eight points in those. We go back and look at his best game statistically with the Islanders. March 31st, 2018 at The Rock in Newark. Islanders and Devils. Tomas Grice, the goalie for the Isles. Keith Kincaid in the net for the Devils. And the Islanders get on the board quickly. Tanner Fritz, his third from Brandon Davidson and John Tavares. Just one minute and 15 seconds into the game. 1-0 Isles. But the Devils even it up. Uh, midway through the period, Stefan Nosen, his 13th from Blake Coleman and Will Butcher at 7.54. Then in the second period, the Devils' power play goes to work with Anders Leoff for tripping Taylor Hall, his 35th from Will Butcher and future Islander Kyle Palmieri at 41 seconds. That made it 2-1 New Jersey. Hall scores again at 9.08 from Stefan Nosen. That makes it Three to one Devils, but then the Islanders' power play goes to work. Pat Maroon off for tripping Anthony Bavillier, his 19th. Matthew Barzal and Brock Nelson with the assist at 13-19. Then late in the period, Damon Severson off for holding Islanders on the power play, but Blake Coleman scores a shorthanded goal for the Devils, his 13th. Mirko Mueller and Michael Grabner with the assist. Islanders down 4-2 after 2. In the third, the Islanders pull within 1. Chris Wagner, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his 7th of the year, first and only goal as an Islander. Johnny Boychuk and Nick Letty with the assist at 16-21. Unfortunately, that was as close as the Islanders got. They fall in this one 4-3. Grice with 31 saves for Chris Wagner, our Islanders' birthday of the day. One goal, he was a plus 1. He added the goal on his only shot, and he played 15 minutes and three seconds. So the still active Chris Wagner turning 31 on Friday. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Tell you, uh, the Islanders, it's going to be a very important offseason. And we know this team has to make some moves. The question is what and how Lou Lamarillo decides to go about it. To me, a guy like Vince Dunn would make sense on a number of levels. Just adding some of the skills you lost when you lost Nick Letty and that, you know, they didn't replace. And, you know, the fact, again, I had nothing against Zdeno Chara. I think he was a useful third-pair defenseman. I love what he did as far as helping Noah Dobson develop. What I didn't love is that they never replaced that skill set. Vince Dunn has the skills that the Islanders need to add to their defense core. And I think a guy like Robin Salo is probably still one year away, or at least half a year away. And one other thing about Vince Dunn, he won a Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues. And that experience alone would be a nice addition to the locker room. We will have another Islander to focus on as far as uh, our player-by-player review. We will look at J.G. Pajot tomorrow. 
that and a whole lot more still to come. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.